0: jeep events are starting to happen again we'll have some details about one in specific and we share some of the craziest trail repair stories from us and our listeners don't forget to share the jeep talk show with your friends just tell them to go to jeeptalkshow.com
1: you're listening to a 4x4 4x4 radio network podcast are you ready it's the jeep talk show
2: with Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. And it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, never driven anything, but Jeeps, this show's for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain
0: you while we talk about Jeeps. Hey, I'm Josh. That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs>
3: And howdy, it's Wendy. Tis the season to be Jeepin' with warmer days and clearer skies ahead.
2: Uh, This is Tony, and I was asked to leave Sam's Club when I pointed out the plastic shield separating me and the checkout lady wasn't bulletproof. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I didn't want her to have a false sense of security, you know?
3: Of course not. No, we wouldn't (laughs) want that.
0: (laughs) Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Hold on! Time out! Push the pause button! They're talking about design changes to the new Wrangler already?! Look, last week we reported on the crash test video released by the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. We posted up the link to the video which showed a test vehicle, a 2019 Jeep Wrangler, rolling over onto its side during the small overlap crash test. The video is pretty much going viral over this last week or so in the automotive world, mostly because it's a, well, it's a pretty gnarly crash and the Jeep's crash test dummy occupant is otherwise unscathed. But it's also because this is apparently the first time ever a rollover has occurred in the history of this test, which the Institute admits is the hardest for automakers to pass. We Way to set the bar, Jeep! <laughs> now, although the 2018 through 2020 model year Jeep Wrangler JL got the highest scores possible in all other test categories, the marginal score on this test is something FCA was quick to respond to. Jeep's parent company, automaker Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, had immediately got in front of this and claimed that through their own testing and out of the half-million-some-odd Wranglers it's produced in this model run so far, they've never heard or seen of any such vehicle characteristics as what the IIHS video showed. This week, things have changed slightly, and though uh, through a press release by an IIHS representative, they say that, quote, FCA has indicated that they are working on making changes to address why the Wrangler flopped over on its side during this particular test. Uh, okay, so so now FCA is willing to accept the IIHS results, having disputed them just a week prior, and now claims that they are going to quote-unquote make changes to the Wrangler's design? Oof, boy. It is, of course, entirely unclear what changes will be made to the Wrangler to help it perform better in this specific crash test. And all we could do really is just freak ourselves out by speculating and buying into the rumors that an IFS Wrangler is just around the corner and may be here as soon as 2022. (laughs) No. Whether or not there will be drastic changes that will piss the entire Jeep world off to no end and whether or not they will be implemented in future models or addressed now through recalls is all entirely up in the air. Maybe this has something to do with that death wobble issue that everybody's been, you know, all up cry about. Oh no! Wait, I know. It's the sway bars' fault. <laughs> there
2: you go. You know, I don't know why they can't get these uh, these crash tests and the the cast from jackass together. Because if you get them in the uh, in the jeep when it rolled over, you know, then you get you got you really have a show. You got to roll over and you get the cast popping out. I'm okay.
0: His <laughs> butt is scratched. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is worth noting that with a previous model year test, like in, in, in the past, like the JK version of the Wrangler did not tip over during this exact same test. So, I mean, Wrangler for Wrangler, uh, you know, why is this happening with this, with this with the new generation Wrangler? And mind you, it happened twice. This isn't an isolated incident. They did the test. They're like, wow, that's kind of weird. Uh, so they cleared everything out. They set everything back up. They did the test exactly the same way again. And it happened again so they were able to repeat the the test results um so that's i think that alone is the big thing that the fca is focusing on is okay this wasn't a fluke this wasn't a one-time thing they were able to duplicate the results uh this is something that we need to pay attention to so um you know what's going to happen how it's going to happen is all entirely just nothing but speculation at this point so we will of course uh be keeping our fingers on the pulse of this one. that's for sure.
2: It is strange. and they have no idea they, 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 do you have any kind of uh,
0: any kind of thoughts
2: on what may be causing this one to well, roll over, okay or? so
0: a couple of a couple of the reports that I've been reading into online i and, and these are coming from people who uh, whose opinions I don't really give a whole lot of weight <laughs> to. Um and, and so like this this one person um uh, was saying like well the, the the solid front axle design is acting like a big ramp and it just it just launches the Jeep. Just like oh, no. come on. No because the JK had a solid <laughs> yeah. a, a front axle and it didn't have this problem. Uh and I'm you know there's obviously you know full size trucks and other things that that go through the same exact test that have a live front axle that don't have the same problem. So you know, what, you know why is this happening to this one particular model of jeep out of the blue, out of nowhere, and it happened twice? So you know, it's definitely something that, that there are definitely people looking into this. Uh, you know, FCA has probably uh, put a whole team of experts uh, to to you know, really peel back the layers of the onion on this one and find out exactly. What is going on, why it's happening, and what to do about it? You know,
2: I don't recall when they started doing these tests uh, because uh, I think one of the design changes uh, between the uh, the CJ and the YJ was a, a wider track. And that was uh, because of the rollover issues that the, the CJ was having. Does this sound familiar to you, Josh? I'm, I'm digging way down deep in my memory.
0: Yeah right. Well, this particular test has only been around since 2012. So I mean, it's oh. this this particular test well, isn't it's all. It's the test the, they need to this. The well, test is bad. This is what the problem is. Well, <laughs> no, it, it, it is one of the hardest tests for automakers to pass because they're, they're, This is one of those things to where it, it 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 kind of puts together a an unrealistic situation. They yeah. they say it's it's you know real world, but. But still, uh, you know, a lot of automakers are saying, you know, this is, this is never going to happen. The vehicle is never going to be in this kind of situation. But, you know, never say never, I guess.
2: So, this, this picture that you have in the show notes, which we'll have in the, uh, the Jeep Talk Show show notes over at mm-hmm. JeepTalkShow.com, uh, this downward-looking uh, image of the, 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 the Jeep uh, hitting this thing, looks like a, a counter, kind of like maybe at uh, the airport, so this test <laughs> is supposed to simulate if somebody runs through the door and hits one of the counter ticket counters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a really strange test. I mean, I've seen a YouTube video where the where truck comes in and hits, the, uh, hits the, uh, the car rental counter, but, you know, come on. How often does that happen?
3: Yeah. Right. Well, actually, it kind of looks like the tire probably goes up and over that that barrier, so I think it passed. I'm yeah, telling the tire you, climbed it and did what it was supposed I'm to do. I'm telling you, this is a
0: good thing for a Jeep. It
2: got
3: damn it.
0: That's what I was saying last week is that the Jeep just proved <laughs> its durability mm-hmm. and, and toughness by just plowing through this and Screw kept on going. You blocked
3: it, did its job. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. What what happens from all this uh what we'll definitely be letting you guys know. I'm sure this is going to be some pretty hot news for for the for the coming future. Uh so I, I imagine that FCA is going to make something happen uh for, with this right away. I mean, we're, we're what just a couple months, few months away from the 2021 model year release. So, yeah, this is something they definitely want to get in front of and 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 fix right away. Hopefully, before the next model year, I just would make sense to do it like that.
2: A quick uh, quick fix would be for the uh, test dummy to lean outside the uh, the, <laughs> the driver side
0: high side compass. high side. So
2: they'll put they'll put one of those little uh, little things out there TSA or whatever it's called. You know the <laughs> when when involved in the crash, make sure you lean outside your door. We recommend driving doorless.
3: You're supposed to keep all hands and arms and extremities Shh, inside at but all this times. This
2: is
0: this is to keep from my rolling over, t- Wendy. So give me a break
3: yeah
0: exactly Uh, okay do you build jeeps or do you protect people from COVID? yes and we really do both Uh, now although you my fellow jeeper who is listening to this right now might be furloughed still laid off or otherwise unemployed many around the nation are preparing to get back to work from fca's belvedere assembly plant to the warren stamping plant in michigan and even the windsor ontario assembly plant Pretty much every single North American production or assembly facility for Jeep is going to have workers who will be returning to a very unfamiliar landscape. In the wake of all this economic suicide, there are going to be workplaces that are vastly different from what many are used to or even expecting given the current state of things. And it has just come to our attention this week that for the employees who are assembling our Jeeps, they're going to find a large number of implementations that have been put in place for what the powers that be are calling their protection. Now, on the assembly lines, there will now be marked in broad yellow boxes divided areas to help workers maintain distancing protocols. Thick plastic sheeting and weld curtains have been hung down the length of some assembly lines to divide the workers on one side from spreading germs to the other side. Daily health screenings double-checked by security through specific mobile applications will be required before entry is allowed into any of the plants. All employees at all FCA North American locations will be required to take their temperature and complete regular self-screening questionnaires. They've even gone so far as to install Lexan or plexiglass dividers in all break areas to prevent workers from sitting or eating next to each other. Chairs have been strategically blocked off and dividers installed on top of tables to force the separation of employees. In areas where work requires two employees inside of six feet from each other, plastic sheet barriers are to be clipped into place along various points of the vehicle's chassis, dividing the airspace between the workers. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure these and all the other insane measures that companies like FCA are taking into control, I mean, protect their workers, <laughs> isn't going to affect morale or productivity in any way. Oh, my gosh. I, I have a
2: great idea. I know you guys are thinking, oh, this is some other, uh, bu- other bullshit Tony's coming up with. But this is a great idea. Oh, do tell. Jack. <laughs> yeah, I can't you, wait. You get a, a bunch of not-the-flamethrowers from uh, Elon Musk, uh, free beer, and an ironclad waiver that everybody must sign on the floor before the, the beer and the uh, not-the-flamethrowers are handed out. It will be fun for all. And there will not be a, a COVID virus left alive. Sanitize everything. Burn oh.
0: it with fire. Or a,
2: or a line worker probably too. But ironclad waiver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think some of these measures are going a little bit far. I I, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit um, excessive. But uh, I understand they're trying to uh, protect their employees. But man, I, I really hope this sort of stuff isn't permanent. If you look at some of the pictures... From some of this, it seems it it just screams excessive
2: companies. But, uh, I'm just just gonna say comp- companies are already having problem making money, and they got to spend money for this kind of this kind of crap.
3: Well, They've and here's to. something I too: if we separate every single human being from each other, then our immune systems are not going to build up immunity, and we're all going to be sick of something. So it's ridiculous. Sorry, and, and, to chime
0: in. No, no, you're <laughs> yeah, absolutely
3: no. right.
2: I mean, I, I then, think there is a COVID virus, but I think that it's a bit uh, of an overkill. Pardon the uh, the pun there uh, of what's being done. And uh, I'll tell you something else that nobody's thought about: these uh, dating sites are going to really going to be hopping here pretty soon. Oh God! <laughs> all this what? all this separation. Am I right? Am I right? What? Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know. In contact. <laughs> it won't I,
2: be. It won't be a bag. It'll be a plastic bag. You know, so you can. Well,
3: You know what, there's going to be this sort of kit You're all going to carry, it's like has a little piece of It's a big sheet of plastic (laughs) Has arms in it, so anytime you get too close to somebody You go, hold on a minute, let me put my sheet up And put my arms in it, now I can hug you and touch you Okay, fine
2: Holy crap, I just realized why that hole was in the uh, The wall that separated the two stalls at the truck The truck stop now
3: Now you know (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous
0: No foot tapping here, thank you All right, thousands of jeepers. I'm I'm sorry, we got we got room for one more. I got I got I got three this week. Okay. All right. Well, this this one is in (laughs) uh, out of your your home state. Uh, (laughs) It's it's in Texas. Texas Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, we definitely have time. All right, y'all. I figured we figured we have uh, at least a couple minutes for the great state of Texas. Thousands upon thousands of jeepers and partiers alike are expected to pack the sands of Crystal Beach on the Boulevard Peninsula this weekend for the annual Go Topless Jeep Weekend event. Yes, it has not been canceled. <laughs> Galveston yeah. County Sheriff's yeah. Office deputies will be working overtime and getting assistance from the Texas Department of Public Safety for the event, at least according to the Galveston County Sheriff, Her- Her- Henry Trotcheset. said. <laughs> hope I'm getting his name right. <laughs> That's Harris County. 30- yeah, right. 30 state troopers will also be sent to the Bolivar Peninsula to help with the event as well. That ain't according- enough. <laughs> no, no, not for. That's not enough. <laughs> now, according to the sheriff himself, he says that the event last year was overwhelming. There were more than 100 arrests at last year's GoTops event. And six individuals were flown off of the peninsula to hospitals by life flight helicopters. (laughs) Deputies responded to more than 400 911 calls in that one weekend alone. Come on, Jeepers. We can do better than that. Yeah, but the kids love it. And those are rookie numbers. Can we keep those numbers up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm
4: I'm
0: I'm just kidding. (laughs) Now, Although officials believe that they are better prepared this year, they also know that trying to enforce social distancing will be almost impossible. Over you the think? last several weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Over the last several weeks, more and more people have been showing up to the beach in what is likely a case of mass cabin fever. Now, according to the sheriff's office, most of them have been families and have been well behaved, but his office worries about the group of people that are due this weekend. Billboards, posters, and even a plea from the sheriff himself say that, quote, if you wouldn't do it in front of your parents and your grandparents, don't come to the beach here and do it. Great advice, and well put, Sheriff. And I'm going to ask if there are any Jeep Talk Show fans down there this weekend that you help represent the show and the Jeep world as a whole in a positive light. Have fun going topless this weekend in Texas and please be responsible.
2: So I'll remind you guys, uh, Wendy, I don't know if you were listening to the show a couple of years ago, whenever I uh, uh, went down to um, uh, Crystal Beach and uh, was uh, uh, hosted there by uh, uh, Jeeps of the Beach, Texas. Uh, and, uh, uh, it was the, yeah, I think it was the first time I'd ever been. And, uh, uh, I, I, am I remember this saying, you know, a nude beach sounds like a great idea until you get there. Uh, I'll just leave it as <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean, if they if are- there were ESPN <laughs> swimsuit models taking their tops off, that would be one thing, but that's not what it was.
3: <laughs> so is this event? That kind of crazy is that it we're talking is. about people doing crazy stuff.
2: My wife asked if we could leave, and it was four thirty in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah,
3: yeah. Just imagine what well. it's like when the sun
2: goes down. Uh, mm. Yeah. Well, that was, we'll have to imagine it because <laughs> <Yeah>. we left. <laughs> I was ready to so, go. I don't. You know, me getting out and uh, being around uh, people in public is uh, is good for at least an hour. For
3: so both going top, going topless <laughs> is not what we're what we're thinking here on the show. It's what they're thinking in Texas.
2: <laughs> let's just let's just say there was Jell O Shots a Mini being handed out. Oh my oh gosh. As, wow. It was a great show. I mean, if you love seeing gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous jeeps. And uh, the tops off, and uh, uh, actually, I think they should have banned the uh, the non Jeeps that were out there because it's a Jeep event, damn it. But uh, oh, just a parade! You just sit there and watch all these beautiful Jeeps drive by. That was wonderful. Wow. And you know, that of course, would be cool. yeah, the you know the the wind, the breeze, the sand, the the heat. Oh my God, the heat. Sure. And of course, uh, the the beautiful uh, ocean there, the Gulf of Mexico. So it was it was very nice. But uh, yeah, whenever uh, when things start getting uh, oiled up, uh, things start
0: slipping wow, off. Geez. <laughs> no. Well, if you got a news tip response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know what you got to say by phone or by email. A number of ways to reach out to us, just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how.
2: Oh, and I read recently on the uh, the new the replacements through the Inquirer on uh, Facebook that uh, the, the, the event was not going on. So I didn't stop you in what you were reading because you may have actual inf- uh, good information. Because like I said, it was just a Facebook post. So uh, i thought saw that, i thought i'd throw that out there as far as uh, i did see on uh, facebook they said something about it is that this event is not going to be going on i mean in theory uh right uh, how would that, you keep you know, people off the beach uh, yeah oh i yeah, get yeah, it you, wink wink
5: yeah yeah, okay. Okay.
2: yeah but i mean i think officially but like you know like i said 30 cops are going to need a lot more so we'll see what happens let's not throw it out there though you're listening to a four by four radio network podcast Coming up in Tech Talk, we hope you don't have to do it, but if it's an emergency, we'll teach you a right way to rob the voltage from one circuit to power another. Same vehicle, I'm assuming, Josh. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Are you living the Jeep life?
1: From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama.
0: Tammy had a pretty good Mother's Day. She was off-roading out in Colorado on Chinaman's Gulch Loop. It wasn't just an everyday off-road trip, though. This was a special one. She went wheeling with a Jeep Talk Show listener.
5: Hey, Tony and Josh, I'm here on Chinaman Gulch, and one of our listeners invited me out here, and I thought we would chat with him for a little bit, so here we go. What's your name? It's Ron Dennis. Ron Dennis, and obviously you're a Jeep Talk Show yeah, listener. I, I listen... I
6: listen all the time.
5: <laughs> and so, you've heard that I moved out here and right. reached out to me, especially because yeah. Neil had bought the Flatty. Because right. you're into the old jeeps. Yeah, right?
6: I'm into the old, older, older jeeps. Yes.
5: So, what are you driving?
6: It's a 1952 M38. So wow. A military jeep that's been demilitarized, but not much of it's left. That's original
5: <laughs> and we're out here on a really and your tires are what 33s 32s 32s mm-hmm. and we're out here on a pretty difficult trail yep and you yeah. and you don't have lockers yeah i do i oh, do have, do lo- have lockers. yeah i
6: have ARBs front and rear
5: but you're like wheeling it without these big tires right
6: you don't need big tires that's a i I'll, i see these jeeps now with 35s 37s 38s and i'm you can it's more fun with the small tires makes you a better driver Exactly. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. So, I mean, in fact, I've had my big tire Jeep, and there's a whole group of us that had the 35s and 37s, and now we're going down to 33s and 31s just because the trails are so much more fun that way.
5: And um, when did you start listening to your talk show?
6: Probably at least two years ago. I travel a lot with my job, and I started getting into podcasts, and I figured, well, started doing a search on. Jeeps, and this one came up, so I started listening.
5: And a question: Who is your favorite host?
6: Oh, geez, that's 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 ah, uh, geez. Oh, oh, uh, Tammy, that's the one. <laughs> uh, here's your twenty dollars.
5: <laughs> Seriously, what do you what what do you like about you know? What's your favorite thing about the Jeep Talk Show? What you know keeps you listening?
6: I just like the variety, the news, the interviews, some of the tech stuff. I I'm not a modern Jeep guy, but it just helps me understand what's, you know, some of the new Jeeps just because I'm kind of a gearhead. So I, I I just like the variety. You know, like I said, the interviews with some of the, you know, vendors and Jeep personalities and things like that. So, yeah, just a little bit of everything.
5: And what would you get rid of if you had to? Tony's jokes. Tony's <laughs> jokes. <laughs> uh, here's your 20. Yeah,
6: exactly. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's just, I, I, I don't really... I'm not a good, good critic. I don't know. Just no. just every once in a while you get a guess it's not as interesting as the others. So right. It, that that one, yeah, I guess it's... Right. So.
5: Um, so you used to live in Ohio. Yes. And you moved out here because...
6: Because of the jeeping. Right, <laughs> yeah,
5: exactly. And how would you compare East Coast to West Coast?
6: Lots of mud. And you would spend two days cleaning off your jeep. With a power washer and never get it clean. Out here, I mean, you can see my Jeep. I've been wheeling it a year now, and that's how dirty it is. Right. And so it's that. I like rocks more than mud. Right. Um, The scenery. And the thing is, I can be... I have days worth of trails just minutes from my house so i mean i can i mean you see what we're on today i mean you see how far we drove to get here and there's trails that are even closer to my house than this so i mean within five minutes i can be on a paved road and then be on a 14,000 foot mountain you know so it's just unlimited jeeping out here unlimited
5: well i want to thank you for inviting me with on this awesome trail, and I hope we can wheel again soon.
6: Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I'm always looking for people to go out with and right. share some of this great, you know, Colorado mountain wheeling. So
5: Thank you, Ron, and I hope we get to wheel again soon.
6: Yeah, happy trails to everybody.
0: Well, it looks like Ron's got himself a little addiction. He's got seven Jeeps. A stock wow. 1949 Willys CJ3A, a 1952 Willys M38, which is the one he wheeled on Sunday, A 1952 CJ3A, a 75 CJ5, which is set up with a snowplow package, a 1980 CJ7, which he's had since high school, plus two Scramblers, which are his absolute favorite Jeep of all time. I can't fault him for that one. Now, he's starting the rebuild on one of these this winter to be his overlanding Jeep. He's collecting parts and will be soon starting that project. Ron specifically picked the Trail Chinnaman's Gulch loop, knowing that Tammy's fear of heights and ledges and shelf roads and all that, Despite oh, all no. that, though, they plan on wheeling again very soon. Sounds like they had a good time. If you're interested in wheeling with Tammy or want to share with her one of your own Jeep life stories, be sure to send her an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Is that how you pronounce that? Is that Chinaman? Ch- ch- maybe it's it Chinamans? <laughs>
2: I thought you were, I thought you were anti-Trumping it. I, I thought he was China, being PC. China. Yeah.
0: Is it, maybe it is, I, I swear there was an extra N in there. I saw that and I went,
2: wait a minute, that's Chinaman. That's not proper. Right? We shouldn't be saying that. Not even typing it.
0: We're wrong. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Well, hey, are you a Jeeper who takes their top off? If so, find out where the best place to go topless is around the nation with Mitch in Jeep Weather, coming up a little bit later in the show.
5: Hey,
7: Jeep Talk Show. This is Patrick from, uh, calling from Connecticut, one of the admins for, uh, the Facebook page Wheel Northeast. Still loving the show. Appreciate what you guys do, entertaining us every week. So last week, Tammy was talking about, uh, wheeling in the east versus the west. And she mentioned AOAA and Rouse Creek. Well, I have to say, I hope you're not gauging Wheeling in the Northeast based on those two particular sites. Because, (laughs) to be honest, as much as both of those places aren't great, and I've gone there and I've had a lot of fun there, those are not indicative of Wheeling in the Northeast. What you guys need to do is check out a place called Field and Forest, you can look them up on
4: YouTube.
7: Uh, they've got some of the gnarliest trails in the Northeast and down. And then you can also YouTube um, an event called Humble Pie. Uh, that takes place in Field Forest, Forest, And that'll give you an idea of just how uh, hard, gnarly wheeling in the Northeast really can be. So don't let Roush Creek uh, be the gauge for what it's like out here. Keep up the great show, guys we we'll you
2: later on this week. kind of figured that was going to stir up a few things uh, whenever uh, uh, it was uh, clearly stated that it's uh, much better on the West Coast uh, than the East Coast. Wheeling, that is.
3: Yeah, we're going to have West versus East here pretty soon, I think. Shots fired. <laughs>
2: like the 90s, the battle rap
0: battles of the 90s.
3: I'm, I'm really
2: surprised we didn't get more feedback uh, from folks on that, because I really figured there was going to be a uh, – Uh, A wailing and gnashing of teeth uh, About uh, hearing that I'm on the west coast And there's no way especially you Josh because I would think That you would be I'm surprised you didn't say more Whenever uh, Tammy actually said it on the last episode
0: Well I mean Yeah I I, I could start you know Picking on people and regions and all that Other stuff but uh, you know it's well, that was one of the things where, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, the kind of wheeling that you like to do, the kind of terrain that oh, you like to wheel true. and stuff like that. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. I mean, even though your, your area might be world renowned for its mud bogs, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of rock crawlers in that state too, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, it just might be one of those things to where, you know, your area, that region might be known for the one thing, but, uh, there might be more Jeepers or, you know, more off-roaders that are doing this other thing, uh, just because reasons. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. a little bit. You got tech questions? What ah, do I have? A,
5: we have answers. Oh, that's good because I just.
0: It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! If you blow a fuse on the road or out on the trail and you find yourself unprepared, you do have options. Not all of us carry around a full electrical repair kit, although it may be a good idea to put one together if your off road kit doesn't have one already. So it may come as no surprise that I've heard stories of Jeepers who have literally had to call for a tow because they didn't have a spare fuse. Yeah, shocking, I know. So if you find yourself in a situation where you popped a fuse and you don't have a spare, I'm here to help. Now although not all fuses are created equal, your fuse box, whether it's the one under the hood or the one under the dash, will likely have most of the same type of fuse. Chances are you're going to be looking at one of three types of fuses although there are technically over 12 types of automotive, automotive fuses out there. The three main fuses found in Jeeps are the standard blade fuse, known as the ATC fuses, or the mini version of it, the MTCs, uh, which are very common for inside fuse panels, because you can you know, fit a lot more of them in the same space. More popular under the hood you will be the cartridge-style fuses that you'll find, uh, which are more boxy than the blade-style fuses, very easy to identify. You may even see giant versions of those uh, blade fuses, and those are called maxi fuses. Don't worry, you can't take one type and put it in place of another type, so it's going to be completely safe and easy to do to rob a fuse from another circuit to power one that's blown. But there are a few very important rules to this roadside hack, so listen up. Although a lot of this is dummy proof, you do, however, want to use as close to the same rating of fuse as what was in there previously. In other words, if you blow the fuse on your radiator fan and it's a a 20 amp fuse, for instance, you wouldn't want to put in its place a 10 amp fuse from the dome light. The load would be too much and the fuse would likely pop right away and now you have two non-functioning circuits. Now what do you do then? Now here is what is likely the most important rule. Make sure you have identified why the fuse popped first and foremost and do what you can with what you have to fix it or prevent another short. Fuses blow for any number of reasons, so before you take another fuse, be sure it's not going to pop. Next up is finding a donor circuit. This is going to be pretty important because if you have a high amp fuse blow, like, say, for your headlights, you can't rob a fuse from your radio and expect it to work. The amp rating, or even the color you want to use to simplify it, needs to match. So, you know, green fuse for green fuse, orange fuse for orange fuse, etc., etc. So, what kind of circuits can you take fuses from and keep the Jeep able still to get you home? For high amp circuits, your options may be a little bit more limited, but, for instance, you could likely... Uh, well, I, you know, drive without your high beams, for instance, there may be a separate fuse for it for, in the fuse box for that particular circuit, uh, uh but you know, you're going to have to, you know, it's all going to vary by vehicle. If the weather conditions permit, you could rob the fuse from your blower motor, you know, the heater fan, uh, to get your headlights back. Remember, all you need to do is get to the next place where you can buy more fuses from and, or make some better repairs, and then you can return things back to the way they work. Now for low amperage circuits it's a lot easier. If your radio fuse blows and you just can't live without tunes for the ride, you may be able to pull the fuse for your horn, or your power windows, or seat heater, You get the groove to get your groove back. You should be catching on by now. I see you know, a common theme here. Now obviously you don't want to take any power away from things like your fuel pump, or computer, or windshield wipers, unless there's no chance of rain of course, but, but you get the idea. The things that keep your Jeep running or cooled off, for instance, are to be stayed away from. So, the next time that you have a Jeeper in need of a fuse out on the trail or your road trip is suddenly hit with an electrical short, just remember to find the problem first. Fix what you can, and if you have to, you can pull the fuse from one circuit to power another. You know,
2: this reminds me
0: of a YouTube
2: video that I was watching yesterday, I believe. Um, I don't know if you, uh, if you guys ever go over to uh, YouTube and look at uh, the videos that Dirt Lifestyle uh has but uh it was pretty funny and 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 th- this guy's in the northeast i'm sorry the northwest uh, josh uh that uh, you really uh, i don't know how far away you guys are from one another but you really ought to go wheeling with this guy oh, he's right next door would you look at that oh <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's got all those jeeps in the driveway uh but uh he uh he, uh, he has a diesel-powered uh jk so, uh, if for no other reason, you need to uh, check out that uh, diesel-powered JK. Anyway, they uh, he was uh, he was off. I, he said where he was. I don't remember because you know, I don't know any of those places in the Northwest. But uh, he was uh, he went up to this uh, very uh, difficult uh, obstacle, and he was trying to uh, get up and over it. And it and his his Jeep died. This absolutely died. He, he couldn't make it go, and they had to uh, oh, put wow. it back on the trailer and take it back home. And uh, he checked it out, and uh, it was a relay. A relay actually <laughs> popped on it, and uh, that's, it might have been because of all the bouncing he was doing on the rocks. But uh, it, uh, he replaced the relay, and damn it, he went back out there the next day to uh, try that, uh, that same trail again. And when he got to that same pile of rocks to go over, uh, he, uh, his, he, had a, uh, he found out that, uh, that the prior day they had some, done some damaging uh, damage to the, the charging circuit. So his uh, he would been running the diesel on the battery the whole trip, so that oh, it wasn't wow. actually charging. But it happened on the same wow. rock pile. He did not get up and over it. Uh, they, <laughs> it, it, and everybody there had to winch themselves over it. You need to look at this. I'll put this video up on the uh, in our uh, uh, notes for this episode. Uh, but the, interestingly enough. Uh, do you remember Gary from the uh, the Northwest uh, Jeep podcast that oh, we had yeah. on a while back? I don't know which yeah. one it was because you know there's two Garys on the podcast There should be Gary A and Gary B. but anyway, one of the two Garys was out there wheeling with them and uh, he didn't make it up over either so uh, and everybody was on 40s. so great video it's and it's oh, not wow. yeah, it's not one of those videos that you oh and you should have when the TJ guy bent his uh, his uh, tie rod, I' really felt bad. Uh, But you could see it hit the rock And just pull up over the rock And there was a nice big bend in it Whenever he uh, got winched out Anyway, good video, check it out uh, Dirt
0: Lifestyle on YouTube I, I I love his description this channel is all about my prim- my pr- two primary obsessions, building one-of-a-kind vehicles and breaking them outdoors. Life is too short to stay on asphalt. I love this guy. Yeah. That's great. The great thing
2: was is that the Jeep was perfectly fine. It's not like he actually broke anything. He just, he, he had to rewire that, that uh, uh, circuit. Uh, so the the, the uh, alternator would actually charge the battery, and he replaced the relay. So, but uh, yeah, that uh, I'm hoping He's gonna have more videos of that rock pile because I want to see somebody get up and over that thing. I mean, if you can't do it with 40s and uh, all, the the rigs were very well built, I'm sure they were running pro rock. Blah 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 blah, and uh, not couldn't make it.
0: Well, I just uh, subscribed and uh, liked their Facebook page, so uh, yeah, now I'm going to be checking them out.
2: i have to double check, but uh, I believe this is the one, I don't want to play it right now while, the, while we're recording the show, but I believe the, the name of the episode is Epic Off-Road Recovery, uh, Five Broken Rigs, oh, and My Engine, dot, dot, dot. <laughs>
0: That's some serious trail carnage It was Yeah. Uh, There was some
2: A-pillar damage And uh, one of the two Garys, whichever one it was Got some really bad uh, uh, D-pillar damage too Anyway, but I I, It was exciting I I guess you can tell Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, I didn't mean to roll on that too it, long, but uh, it, it's was, the it was it was fun.
3: Things for Tony.
2: Oh, and you could, uh, it, it, you know, I have those videos where you see, oh, well, that's not so bad. Look at that; it's nothing. This a looked like out. this. No, I'm talking about where you you can't show how you know scary and uh you know how deep something is and uh, how much of a uh how how far you are going up or angles and all that stuff. This you got a good sense of. This is badass. <laughs> these guys shouldn't <laughs> right be
0: on these rocks. <laughs> wow. Well, if you've got an idea for Tech Talk, we definitely want to hear it. If you've got a question or a topic that you want for us to... By all means, just send us a message. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and let us know what you want to cover. In episode 46, we interview Eric Zappi, the author of High Performance Jeep XJ
7: Builders Guide. Hartek, who's the publisher of the book, they were looking to getting into doing a book on the Jeep Cherokee. They wanted to get into the off-road stuff because they really hadn't done it before. The publisher was actually unprepared for the, the response that they got and caught them off guard. That's how successful it was right out the gate. Where
2: do you keep your books? Hey, I, I read in the bathroom myself. Well, I mean, what else are you going do. You, somebody will come check on you if you start humming a tune. You won't know what you're missing unless you go listen.
0: Where's the noob? Noob! Noob!
3: Noob! Hey, newbie! Noob! It's time for Noobie Nuggets! Well, this week I thought I'd share a glimpse into what owning a Jeep really looks like. We bought our 2008 pre dented JKU Rubicon Jeep about four years ago. And I was new to jeeping, and after discussing all the things we can do and the places we can go in a Jeep, I thought, this sounds like fun. Why not? Our Jeep came with 35-inch BF Goodrich ATs and has been <clears throat> and had been re-geared with 488s. The previous owner had added a couple of other things that really only drove uh, on the fire roads. It appeared to me to be perfectly set up, as it had big tires, a lift, looked like it could go off-road. Well, this is where being owned by a Jeep starts to take shape. And I learned to say, "Uh uh-huh, a lot. The first ad was when my husband says, you know, we need a (laughs) winch. And this doesn't have one. And if we start to get into some harder trails, it would be nice to pull ourselves out. He selected a bumper and a winch package deal. Seemed reasonable to me. And I said, "Mm mm-hmm. As we started venturing out on more trails, Bill noticed that the stock ball joints were shot. And he said, We need new ball joints, and rather than replacing with stock, which won't last as long with these 35-inch tires, I can pay a little extra and get better quality that will last longer, and I can install them myself. And I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Next was the front lower control arms. Jeep was wandering, and the bushings were shot too. The nude version will make it so we can adjust the caster, he says. And I say, "Uh uh-huh. Of course, then we needed to upgrade the steering stabilizer because it was still wandering. This should fix it, he says. And I say, "Uh uh-huh. Since we were now rock crawling on Black Diamond Trails, it was time to consider trussing the front axle. He says, rock crawling with 35-inch tires on this stock Dana 44, we're bound to bend the axle housing and this will fix it. And I said, "Uh uh-huh. Then came the first tire upgrade. 37 inch falcon mt which was much better than the 35 bfgs the jeep came with the falcon tire was more flexible with a more aggressive tread he says this will help us get through the rocks and offer more grip and i said uh huh well shortly after the tire upgraded the 37s the larger tires take out the liner in the back rear fender and guess what time for a fender modification lucky for us he's handy he removes the liners and then trims the stock fenders and it works perfectly Finally, we don't need to buy anything. And I say, yahoo. Next I hear, we keep hitting the stock Rubicon rock sliders, and I'm afraid we're going to do body damage. If we had better rock sliders from (laughs) Genrite, we would slide off the rocks easier, not get stuck, and not bend the body. And I said, "Uh uh-huh. As we continued to explore new trails, the concern now was the undercarriage. He says, you know, if we had a skid plate system underneath... We won't have to worry about taking out the gas tank or oil pans. And I think, wow, that sounds reasonable and a good safety upgrade. And I say, uh-huh. So we added a rock-hard rock hard three-piece skid plate system, and it really has been worth it. Then we started venturing to off-road shows. And lo and behold, we find new upgraded LED headlights. <laughs> I say, what's wrong with our headlights? He says, they're dim, original, and these new headlights are brighter and will make it easier to see on the mountain roads. And I say, uh-huh. Next, we attended a huge Jeep event and actually won a 3.5-inch Fabtech lift kit. Now we have to upgrade our suspension with all those new parts. Well, at least we didn't have to buy them. After we got to drive a Jeep on and tires, we were sold. We now needed to upgrade to the 37-inch Rodian MTX tires. These tires turned out to have more grip and sidewall stickiness, and that has been a perfect upgrade. Nothing else needed for that upgrade. Yahoo. Next, he says, you know, if we want to crawl at night, we need more lights on the Jeep.
8: Absolutely.
3: So, <laughs> side lights were added, and I said, uh-huh. For those not familiar driving up the mountain roads, they can be tough for our year of Jeep. The 3.8 liter engine really struggles to maintain powder, and the tra- and the transmission isn't great for mountain roads. Well, one day we fried the transmission, and guess what? Aww. We needed a new one. And I said, well, you have to fix it if we want to continue to drive the Jeep. So last week we finished a trail run on a fire road, pretty easy trail. And after we got home, I saw Bill under the Jeep checking things out like he always does. And when he, got, when he came in, I said, everything okay with the Jeep? He says, nope, the upper control arms in the front need replacing. And I said, Uh-huh. So, the moral of the story is, we love our Jeep. We love off-roading. If you Jeep a lot, one day you will need to upgrade and add on. If you only drive on the highway, there will be less things to add. But if you do any kind of off-roading, you will eventually see something on someone's Jeep, test drive someone else's Jeep, or just need to fix something you broke on the trail. Now, intentionally breaking something on the trail doesn't count. (laughs) Bottom line is, you will want to or need something else to add to the Jeep and for your comfort. Even if it's your husband's lame excuse to get awesome upgrades for the Jeep. If you start to hear the words, you know, or we need a new, get used to saying, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, you guys, do you have any funny stories you can share related to the never-ending never ending upgrades on your Jeep?
4: Oh, boy. Do I? Who doesn't?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's it's you, you become a Jeep owner long enough, um, you'll eventually hear the words while you're in there. You might oh. as well dot dot dot, you know, fill in the <laughs> blank. Uh, it's one of those things to where you know if you're, if you end up finding yourself uh, doing an upgrade on your jeep, uh, oftentimes it, it involves some disassembly, uh you know, some reassembly uh some tricks and trade you know tricks of the trade that that sort of stuff to to really get things to happen right and and it's one of those things to where you know well if you're going to take off that one thing, you might as well while you're in yep. there. I do this one thing, and so it's it's it comes to you know okay well yeah while you're doing the ball joints you might as well while right. you're in there do your wheel <laughs> bearings too Re- refresh those seals you know and all of a sudden this this one part turns into three trips to the part store and you know you just tripled your 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 cost repair you know the repair uh, cost your repair so yeah it's it's there's so many times that when you start getting down the trail of of upgrades and modifications and stuff like that it oftentimes is a lot. Less simple than you think, and it's like, yeah. well, I'm just going to do a brake job really quick, and next thing you know, you're you're into into things a lot more than you thought. So, it's it's what you owning know, I- a Jeep is all about. It's it's just part of the territory, I guess.
3: Well, it's part of the fun, too, and it's something being brand new to Jeeping. I had no idea. Of course, he knew what he was doing, but it's funny how you look at a particular Jeep and you think to yourself, it's all set up. What do we need to do? So I think these conversations have happened over the last years where he will come and say, well, we need to do this. And I'm thinking, what? Wait, why? And then it's the explained. And of course, it all makes sense at the time, but it is kind of funny. So how about you, Tony? Oh yeah.
2: yeah, I have the, uh, the tail of the stretched uh, transfer case chain uh josh knows this uh this story very well uh on uh, at least two occasions uh going uh going wheeling and I know what you guys are saying yeah 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 uh <laughs> i uh would check it uh check the uh, transfer cases to make sure that things were okay and uh pop 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 pop, pop and wheeling trip canceled uh so okay. the last time it happened and and the last time I made sure that i didn't even put it uh in four wheel drive uh, after replacing the, the chain and the seals and the oil pump and everything else in the transfer case. And uh, d- even used four-wheel drive and was going to go on a uh, off-road trip. And pop, 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 pop. I said, screw this. I'm getting something that doesn't have a chain. <laughs> oh. And I did. And four-wheel drive works perfectly fine now anytime I need it. And I got an extra stick. So, yeah, it's—I uh, don't know how how humorous that is, but man, it was frustrating. Uh, and uh, I, I just—I just took care of it. Uh, I don't think that I'm ever going to have problems transfer case problems again. Knock on wood.
3: No, and I think it's interesting too when you're new to jeeping, you sort of have to know that this is part of the territory, and it's kind of fun. Like like Josh said, it's part of what we do, and it certainly is enjoyable when you get an upgrade and then you're oh, yeah. out there doing something and you're going, "Hey, this does make a huge difference." So. There's a few more things on our list that we're going to probably be adding down the road. I just know, so I'm getting used to, uh And I'll (laughs) say
2: this. I've been wheeling twice now uh, after replacing that transfer case with uh, a gear-driven one. And, um, oh, my God, with the ratio and stuff, uh, Mm -hmm. the the overall crawl ratio I have, i got to put both both feetsies on the brake to keep that thing uh, from moving uh, and a lot of pressure. It's really nice. It, It goes really slow and goes... Uh, any pretty much anywhere I've uh, pointed it so far,
3: nice, and and two, I think you just hit something really important when you make an upgrade like that, it really is for the better, and it is absolutely it does make it easier to wheel. So, although it might be hard to justify at the moment, oh my gosh, I need to spend or I have to take the time if you're doing it yourself, and maybe the Jeep is out of commission, I do think it does benefit. Um, in your experience so again depending on the level of what you're doing if you're just doing highway driving or simple roads there isn't going to be as many of those upgrades i don't think but you know what they're out there and boy that's the fun of it so
2: oh quick question for you does uh, does bill listen to the show and if he doesn't say yes
3: no he does listen <laughs>
2: <laughs> bill uh there's something that you may not have thought of and because uh, wendy didn't mention it here in the list uh you might want to look into long arms both front and rear for your uh, for your jeep that would be really right. good
3: Thank you, Tony. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, oh, there goes the vacation. Ah, so. oh, darn it. Shoot. Okay. There's going to be more upgrades. I can already see it now. So, Well, if you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets, please let us know. And if you want more information, check out our YouTube channel on Jeep4-1-1 with more tips, t- tricks, and techniques. And if you're a newbie or maybe you remember something important you learned when you first became a Jeeper and you want to share it with us, we want to hear from you. Reach out to us with your newbie nugget. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out all the ways to contact us.
4: From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I just going to say about that Jeep parade that happened in Troutman last week, which Troutman is just about a 30-minute drive from my house. Yeah, 300 Jeeps showed up. And uh, if you look at the video, there's two hundred and ninety nine wranglers and one mook in a red xj <laughs> hats off to uh, nc four by four that really took the reins on that and organized it and i think contacted the local police which kind of made me a little nervous but it, it worked and uh so I, I gotta touch on last <laughs> week's show a little bit i grew up in northern ohio where there wasn't too much wheeling so our highest peak was the corn in july and I went wheeling with my uh, brother who, who lived in uh, Southern California, which was more desert style racing, and uh, I didn't enjoy that too much. They 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 believe in the pack in, pack out policy, which as you should. But uh, long story short, there's a bucket of poop in the back of the truck, which made me very <laughs> nervous, especially in off camber situations. And uh, so I I do I live on the East Coast, the uh, Central North Carolina area, and. You worry, he's right in my backyard, so that's usually where I hang out, although I did discover the Linville Fall area of North Carolina with many, many miles of uh, unmaintained roads, which are kind of mild trails, but a a lot of fun. But uh, if you're in the woods in North Carolina, you're uh, about 100 times more likely to see me than Bigfoot. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling today to find out if there's a... Funeral procession at night. Do you have to drive with your lights off? Asking for a friend.
8: All right,
4: boys and girls, I'll uh, chat to you later. You have a good one. Bye. So bear
2: with me here. Uh, I think this will work. If you're carrying around a bucket of poop in the back of your Jeep, uh huh. Wouldn't you be concerned if you were in a off-sharman position? Uh.
3: Ha, ha,
2: ha, ha. I think it worked. Well, I think that was a good one. I'm gonna I want to keep that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Josh is visibly ill. <laughs> I'm well, contemplating quitting the show. And after that <laughs> one, I, that's I, I, that's where the line is drawn. <laughs> yes, but
3: dead. it was nice to hear the rooster. He's back. We're yeah, good. I thought you mentioned
0: a replacement, whichever you know. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Henry, way. Henry,
2: or Henry too. Was uh, audio bombing the uh, the the call there? So that's that's good. (laughs) Josh, did you did you put up all these sheets of plastic here? I mean, what the hell? (laughs) What are these red X's?
0: Right in between all the chairs. There's uh, (laughs) you'll see some tape on the ground. Uh, One way around the campfire only, please. Uh, That's right. Bumping into each other.
3: (laughs) There's no doubling back.
0: Well, I suppose you're wondering why I call I'll called you here today. Uh no, it's know. uh one of those things where it's, you know you, you're up, yeah. <laughs> uh you know you're up around the campfire, uh, you know, your day of wheeling and everything, and and it, you know, Jim Bob over there, it's any wonder he was even able to make it back to the campfire. And and it's those <laughs> things that every, every so often happen on the trail, maybe they happen on the side of the road, and you really don't have what you need to take care of the situation properly. So you jimmy rig something, yeah. You hack something together. It's improvised. It's custom. It's makeshift. It's whatever you want to call it. I want to hear those trailside or roadside repairs that were made of just nothing but pure magic and luck. Uh, you know the kind of things that you know I I can't believe I made it home on that. I can't believe I pulled this out of my you know what and it worked. Uh, and and I've got a couple few of those stories uh, as well. Uh, you know everything from from you know really quick repairs to. Uh, I can't believe I made it home on that. <laughs> honestly, uh, so you know, I want to I want to hear from you know our co-hosts. Uh, you know, I want to hear from the guys uh, around the campfire side chat here, um, and I want to hear from you uh, about what kind of those repairs, those just out of the blue, just weird. I can't believe it even worked. Kind of repairs they ended up coming up with, whether it was you or somebody else working on your rig, or it did not even have to be your rig. It could be you doing something else on somebody else's rig. Uh but any of those crazy macgyver like repairs, I want to hear what you what it was and what it, what you came up with and how it worked out. So uh Tony, have have you ever uh you ever done anything like that? No, I've never had any
2: any, any issues. Uh so <laughs> yeah, I have. But let me before we go on that, uh, let me just uh, introduce everybody and uh we can uh, Oh we have we have people. We well we have all these people around the campfire. Uh Jerry we Wake have, up, Josh, they're right have, in front of you. <laughs> we seriously. Have Jerry and Chris. <laughs> Uh, Greg and Isaac and uh, I uh, uh, welcome guys welcome to the camp fireside chat and uh, 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 I'll just mention that uh, real quick uh, trying to think if there was anything uh, you know I haven't been out on the trail that much and thankfully I haven't broken anything Uh, but I have had issues since I have a daily driver I have had issues uh, driving back and forth to work Uh, the uh, harmonic balancer came apart on me one day
0: Whoa! And while
2: you were driving, while I was driving home, and uh, you know yeah. the little rubber uh, ring that uh, I guess helps dampen the uh, uh, the vibrations of the harmonic balancer that uh, that was that ring separated and it actually contacted oh, the fan, wow. and my I, I, I didn't know until the, I heard the fan scraping something, and I thought, well, I didn't hit anybody, so why is this happening? And uh, yeah, and uh, I made it about halfway home. I uh, pulled into a parking lot, some uh, convenience store parking lot, pulled around to the side where a lot of people weren't parked, uh, called my wife. She brought me uh, tools and uh, stopped by O'Reilly's uh, Auto Parts and picked up a new harmonic balancer and uh, borrowed the, the puller and the pusher. And I fixed my Jeep in the, uh, the parking lot, and I think I made it home by about 8 o'clock that night. That's oh, Wow. <laughs> That's
0: pretty. Hey, at least you made it home, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, yeah. Sp- I suppose that you know that's the important part is is you know you're doing what you got to do uh, to either you know make it back to the campfire, uh, make it down to the bottom of the hill, uh, to make it home, you know, make it to the gas station, you know, you know, whatever. Uh, so that that's 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 a good one. Uh, luckily, you had you had somebody that was able to bring you some tools. Otherwise, that could have uh, turned out a lot differently.
2: And I now have AAA, so
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't
2: <laughs> have to work for it, uh, you know, or decide to Quite pay 200 bucks, yeah. you know, to get it towed home. So I just call AAA, they take it home on a flatbed trailer, and then I work on it there.
0: So let's uh, let's turn to uh, somebody around uh, else around the uh, campfire side chat. I want to hear a uh, unique story. Who's up first?
1: Mm-hmm. I'll go. It's uh, Chris. Um, not really a repair, but a uh, short version. My YJ, back when I was in high school, worked at a tire shop uh, just before Memorial Weekend, which we've got upcoming. Guy came in and uh, got some new tires on the Chevy truck, and they were 31 fifties, 15s, and I had my eye on them. They weren't completely worn out. My YJ had two 35- 75 <laughs> 15s, which were anemic. So I, I mounted up his old 31-1050s on my YJ, and it looked great, but there were only four of them. So I left that little, and, and my YJ came with the Space Saver, which was oh probably a 250. Oh, my God. So <laughs> it, 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 my YJ looked like the mean that's been floating around, the guy that's on the 48s with the, with the Space Saver <laughs> on the back of the JK. So went up north, uh, was going up north right after work with some friends. And uh, we're out on the trail and, and in a bit of sand, so we aired down. I uh, aired down just to get through the sand and uh, hit a stump and bent the wheel and separated the bead from the tire. Oh. And there may have may or may not have been some underage drinking involved, but um, <laughs> yeah. we decided, yeah. well. That's, well a of, that's a lot of drinking well,
2: when you're not sure if you were drinking or not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> the, the, the wheel was bent pretty good. We, we could see that. And I said, ah, never mind, we're going to take it back. We're going to drive it slow. And, and again we were out in the woods we drove slow back to the campsite and then uh, uh pulled the wheel off and then got a uh, fit all or better known as a crescent wrench bent the wheel back and uh, found an air compressor and aired it up and i i, I didn't want to put the space saver on because i wouldn't have been able to drive normal and uh, uh the tire aired up and it looked like something from alien with all of the <laughs> and, and just the the the, the belts ripped and everything. And it was on the right front. So I rotated it to the right rear and drove home uh, the next day, later in the afternoon. And uh, it just was bothering me the whole time. And people were actually in traffic pointing and me <laughs> <blacking> down. <laughs> Mister, that something was Mister. wrong with it, it was going to explode. It was, you'll have, you know, have a problem I, I, I got yeah exactly exactly like stop stop you don't understand and uh yeah, yeah it's blowing up and, uh, it's
3: blowing up
1: yeah it was it was cool but uh yeah definitely not the brightest moment in my life but i got home and uh, replaced the tire a couple of days later
0: oh good times man, man. good times lots that's a good fun. one right there oh, <laughs> thank great. you for that <laughs>
2: lots of fun
8: i've got a story it's an interesting one but it's sort of the opposite end of it um i was driving home to work or driving to work in my 95 yj and it was like i think it was negative 21 out before the wind chill oh my goodness and most of the city was all like shut down but My brilliant boss was like, No, we're still going to stay open. We're still going to have people coming out to go shopping, even though everyone's supposed to be staying home. And so I was on the freeway. I hit some ice, spun out of control, and smashed into the median and bent my frame, broke an engine mount. Wow. And uh, broke the fan shroud. And so while I'm sitting there, I'm trying to start the Jeep, and the engine won't turn over. And so it's relatively rush our traffic. There's still a decent amount of traffic driving by. So I go call the, the non-emergency sheriff because I'm like, well, I'm not in any sort of danger. They come out, um, my car or the Jeep gets towed to a local mall. Then from there I get it towed home. And for probably about two weeks, I have it out on the street and we have, for overnight parking, it's alternate sides. So every day we're going out there, me and my siblings, and we're pushing it from one side of the street <laughs> to the other because I can't get it to start. And it's too cold to work on it. Oh, yeah. Finally, it warms up. I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, well, the fan can't spin because it's hitting the fan shroud. So I pull the fan shroud out completely and it starts right up. And I'm like, <laughs>
1: wow. all this
8: time, I could You're have just taken it back the fan shroud out and the engine would have started. But no, it was too cold to figure that out. And so we got started pushing it back and forth
2: for a good two weeks. That'll <laughs> warm you up, though. <laughs> every yeah, day did do that. Every day was leg day, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, I was like, I
8: would have even had to get towed off the freeway had I known that.
0: Oh, there's always those times pop up and, and it's just like, oh, it was just that one little thing. and, and
2: you uh, know, Yeah. So, so Did the Jeep survive? You mentioned frame damage. Were you able to get it yeah. all back together? I and-
8: got it straightened out um, and drove it for... I ended up putting on the brown dog engine mounts. Yes. Um, drove it for numerous years and then I had it was parked in front of the house and a lady was rounding the corner and got distracted and rear-ended the driver's side corner of it hmm. and the insurance company decided to total it and then I got it back Excellent. so they, they paid me to total it and then I got it for what they would have paid to scrap it out which was like you know 500 bucks that they took off of the <laughs> wow. totaling cost on it
2: uh-huh.
8: and, and then I did most of the repair work myself
2: okay good I was I was afraid maybe you were going to say you parted it
0: out but uh, the jeep
8: lived nope, on I've I've still got it Wow, outstanding
0: that's great. outstanding that's another testament to just how strong jeeps are I mean come on mm-hmm. I mean, my own Cherokee, for instance, I was, uh, I, I, I've told, you know, a, a version of this story uh, a couple few times on the, on the show. I don't know if I've, if I've told the whole story though, is uh, one of these times where um, I was uh, up wheeling with a group and, uh, and I was, uh, I was tail gunner. Uh, we were, I don't know, five or six of us in the group or something like that. And uh, um, there was this uh, situation where there was a trail repair going on and this was going to be going on for a while. And there really wasn't anything that I could do to help or, or anything like that. So me and another guy took off and we were going to go run this other trail real quick. And, and so it's all like on the other side of the mountain. We're gone for, you know, for a little while. Um, and, uh, and it's just about three quarters of the way through it. And there's just a couple of rises and a couple of turns uh, before we're back to a logging road that will take us back around uh, to the other side. Where we can get back to the group. And uh, and as I come down over this rise, um, I, I you know noticing, that I've been on this trail a bunch of times before, and I'm like, man, I don't remember having to do a three point turn here before. This is kind of weird. And I come up to the next corner, and it's even worse. I got, geez, I got a five point turn on this. This isn't right. There's something going on with 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 my steering. And and so I, I barely make it back to the logging road, and and I I get out and I look. I was like, okay, everything kind of, you know, looks all right. You know, hey, Sam, can you come over here and, and help me out? You turn the steering wheel for me real quick. And, and as he turns the steering wheel for me, I watch as my track bar just separates from the frame. And just the <sighs> mount just comes right off of the frame. And it's like, oh, God, that sucks. Well, I need that. <laughs> you kind of need that. <laughs> So, yeah, what was happening was is as i was i tr- I was trying to turn the jeep as i was as I was turning the steering wheel, the axle was just shifting over to one side. <laughs> it wasn't really turning at all, <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's like, okay, great. uh I need you to go back to the rest of the group, tell them that there's another trail repair happening now <laughs> uh, and and so I've got tools and I've got other things with me, and for the next hour and a half, I'm going through this trail repair that you know any OSHA representative or state patrol <laughs> uh, investigation service would have arrested me for immediately. Um, and and was, I mean, I've got bailing wire. I've got zip ties. I've got ratchet strap. I had every ratchet strap that I had with me, which was no less than a half a dozen, uh, holding what is left of my track bar to the frame through whatever is left of the mount. You know, and things are over around the fender, around the hood, up and through the grill. I mean, it was, it was an absolute cluster F. And, uh, but it was enough to where I could steer the Jeep. So we get back to the rest of the group. Okay. Um, I'm done for the day. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm packing up and I'm heading out. Uh, and it's just like, are you okay? You're going to be able to get me home. It's, it's driving. I should be fine. So I take off. It's about a it's 15 minute drive down the mountain to, uh, to the actual, you know, the freeway. And, uh, and so I make it down to there just fine. Uh, okay. In two wheel drive. Uh, air, you know, I'm aired back up. All right, let's go. Hit the road, and I'm coming up to speed. I get 35 miles an hour, 45 miles an hour, and the axle starts jumping around underneath the Jeep back and forth. <laughs> I got death wobble like you would not it, it was
2: just so happy to be going home.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was, wa- it, it was wagging its front tail. Uh, <laughs> oh so, <laughs> no. So, uh, on go the hazards. Um, I, I I pull off onto the side of the road. I tighten things up as best as I can, um, and I'm able to get like another five miles an hour out of it. So here I'm doing, I'm doing like a max of like 40, 45 miles per hour. I've got my hazards on going down the freeway. I've got it like just I'm stuck in like second gear just so I've got some compression to help slow me down a little bit. And I've got a whole line of traffic behind me. I've got to pull over <laughs> a couple of times to let, you know, 17 cars go by because I'm, you know, I'm the guy who's holding everybody up. And uh, and so it's, it's one of those times where I'm actually driving. I've got the hazards on. I'm doing 40 miles per hour. Here's another group of cars that are coming up the mountain. Um, And in that group is the state patrol. He immediately flips on his lights. (laughs) He immediately flips on his lights. What the hell are you doing? Flips flips a Huey, comes in, tears in behind me, you know, around another car, into oncoming traffic, gets in behind me, pulls me over. Oh, no. What's this all about? So, okay, you know, he said, why do you got your hazards on? Because uh, I uh. just suffered some severe trail carnage and I, I'm barely able to drive this thing home. You know I clocked you doing 75 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you most certainly did not. And here, yeah. let me show you why. And so <laughs> I proceed to go through this whole freaking diatribe of telling the state patrol officer exactly why my jeep is incapable, uh, physically incapable of going over 40 miles per hour. And 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 I'm showing him <laughs> everything that happened, well, telling okay the whole then. story. <laughs> and and you know what he did. He decides to write me up for a fender flare violation. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, going to go God. for a, I was going to go that. for a window tent first day, Out of all <laughs> of that, really guy, you know, I'm 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 barely able to make it. I'm barely driving. You can tell I'm in a situation right now and out of everything, you just you're going to try and threaten me with a speeding ticket and when that clearly is going to fall flat, you've got nothing else to fall back on but a fender flare violation. F wow. U Oregon State Patrol.
3: Wow. He was definitely not paying attention because he obviously flagged the wrong vehicle get uh, everybody behind you. And, and who could, who could have been doing
0: 75? You were blocking That's traffic right. for 17 That's miles. Right. <laughs> there, there, was, there was nobody in front of me, um, uh, at least not within a you know half mile to a mile. Yeah. Uh, the, the, there was a string of cars behind me, maybe five or six. Um, And then he was in a pack of cars that was maybe five or six vehicles. And they were heading up the mountain, so you know I don't know where oh. that he got 75 miles
3: per I, hour from. I but think sure as hell wasn't me. Think or anybody his machine liked. was wrong.
0: Could it be that he uh,
2: saw the flashers and he assumed that you were speeding through traffic because you had to, you know, get home and take a nap? Or I don't no, know. No, he
0: said he clocked me doing 75 miles per
2: hour. He's,
3: what a liar!
2: Well, you know, I, I know this because I watch uh, police shows on TV. But the cops can lie, so the hell you Really. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I
0: was that was just one of my uh, interesting trail repairs and and sort of uh, what happened with all of that. Uh, I want to hear somebody else's. You got anybody else got an interesting story?
6: I don't think anybody can top that.
0: <laughs> well, I think that was the point of the question,
2: Jerry. Uh, that's the reason why you came up with that topic. I'm going to top everybody with this one. <laughs> no, no,
0: not at all. That's not a topper.
3: So I I have one. So Please. we're out on the. Uh, a jeep event and we're in a group we're not leading we're we're just participating in this this group it's supposed to be an easy trail the leader decides to take people off to a little side shoot of this easy trail because there's a view of the whole entire valley it's it's pretty awesome well there's a lot of jeeps in this group that are brand new and or stock nothing really going on so this guy driving there's a shelf that you kind of have to slowly you can get up and over. It's not a big deal. But he decides that he puts more pedal into it. Let's bounce myself up on it. So he's bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Well, sure enough, he breaks his drive shaft.
8: Uh, and it's a
3: good break. Yeah. Breaks it toward the front. So, you know, Bill's very handy. There's quite a few other people that have some tools, but nobody has all the right equipment. So long story short, we end up, um, they use zip ties and then they used uh, tie downs because that's all anybody sort of had to be able to hold it all together. And they were just trying to get him off the trail. He was blocking those of us who'd gotten ahead of him. We couldn't get down to go on our merry way. And there was about four or five other Jeeps behind him. And so they couldn't get up to see the view. So I felt it was really kind of weird. So we had this blockage, literally. So, of course, Bill jumps in, we get it all fixed. And he kind of gets himself out of the way and down to a basic fire road so they could get a flatbed to come haul him back out because he was done. But it was... It was interesting. It was kind of a repair hack, and we've seen quite of other, other ways things have happened, but that's one of the stories that comes to mind that, you know what? you got to have all kinds of things on board because you never know what you're going to run into out there on trails. Well, Wendy, you remember what
2: happened to Donna Alexander on that uh, trip that oh. I was on.
3: Yeah, I should have shared that. Huh? Bill
2: was in, involved in that one as well uh, where the, uh, uh, the, the rear passenger wheel Thirty-seven inch uh, Nexen uh, Rodion popped off of uh, Don's uh, Jeep, it. Uh, well, and it wasn't even a, a bad trail. It was just kind of it, a trail it, to another yeah. trail. It, did the it tire wasn't pop off the, tire. the rim or
0: the wheel pop no. off the Jeep?
3: It it was the, it, they shared the uh, the stems and it completely just like deflated. It was really bizarre, but it was. I can't remember now what they had to do because we had to. So we're in an area where there's no cell signal. So I go and hike to the highest point I can find to get a hold of the Jeep shop in town to say, we need this part. And Bill's yelling to me what I'm supposed to relay (laughs) back and forth. Remember that, Tony? Oh, yeah. I'm up on that hill up there, you know? Um and then it was decided that the group was gonna go on and then somebody else is gonna go back and so most of us stayed yeah. uh with the Jeep and we just waited for the re- part to part to come back. But I so can't remember what the with, part was.
2: With the tools that uh were there and then they I think there was a uh electric uh torque uh there drill was thing that, yeah. that Bill used. Oh, I know what it was they it removed
3: was the, it was the bolts. That hold the wheel on that sheared. That's what it was. He lost all the bolts.
2: Yeah, the, lug nuts. Uh, the lugs, Jeez. not the
3: stems. Yeah. yeah, the lugs, right?
2: So uh, Bill had to remove. Uh, it wasn't just Bill, but primarily Bill right. had to remove the axle from the Curry Rock Jock uh, rear mm-hmm. axle, and then they hauled that axle uh, down uh, the mountain. To get uh, to uh, new studs off. pressed oh, in it. Oh, new studs pressed yeah. in.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh, and
2: by <laughs> the way, uh, the uh, the rock jock studs uh, are uh, uh, you have to have specific rock jock studs because regular studs are a tiny bit too big. But if you got yep. if you got a big enough hydraulic press, you can press them in. Yeah, and that's how Which they fix it. have
3: on the trail. That's right. I forgot <laughs> about that one, Tony. That was good. Oh my gosh, funny stuff we do. Yeah,
6: I
0: was a lot of fun. Oh man, this is this is one of those topics we could go on for hours with. Uh, well, let's do that. Uh, not yeah, sure. A whole new, whole <laughs> other show. Just nothing but trail repairs and hacks and stuff like that. now this week on fun. trailer trail repairs, we have
2: the yeah. Zoom people and. Uh, <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so did anybody else there. on the? Yeah, anybody else have an idea or want to share so, a story?
2: Even uh if it's not trail repair related, jump in. It's the uh, you know campfire.
3: I it, think they went and got hot chocolate with some liquor in it or something.
2: And stop there peeing in the got. fire, damn it! <laughs>
0: Well, good times. There some good stories and uh, and definitely some uh, some interesting repairs. Look, we all find ourselves in that situation where we may not have what we need to make the repair, but we make it happen and uh, and we get ourselves home, we get ourselves down to the trail, we get ourselves to a tow truck, something like that. And that's just another part of being a jeeper. You know, is is uh, is having that ingenuity and and uh, and creativity to come up with a uh, solution to a problem. Uh, and, and man, it's especially when you got, you know, several Jeepers, uh, all together, you'd be, you'd be amazed what, uh, you know, a pack of Jeepers can come up with for repair. Oh, absolutely. So we're doing this each and every week. And if you want to join in, we'd certainly like to have you join in on the campfire side chat, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all, all the ways you can reach out to us and join in on the fun. And if you do want to, uh, you know, call in and, and be a part of the live show while we record this. Uh, well, we are, uh, we are inviting uh, our listeners to, uh, to become part of the Fireside Chat. Uh, just look for uh, uh, ways to do that through our Facebook posts. Uh, we announce that, and uh, we'll ha- provide you a link to a Zoom meeting while we, uh, we record the show that you can join in on and have some fun with us. we sure like to have you. And, hey, don't forget to go to JeepTalkShow.com to see the latest events from around the nation and in your hometown. We do have a couple that we posted up here that are supposed to be happening, so it's uh, not all bad news. Again, head over to JeepTalkShow.com and check out some events that are going to be happening very soon. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to friend us on Facebook. We promise Tony won't make you regret it for at least the first year. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. No, seriously, if you see my Jeep with its expired tag sitting in the parking lot and I'm outside the DMV with my hands up by my face peering into the window chanting, open, 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 please, don't call the police.
4: I've been since 2010.